Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, Pastor Lee Kimani will talk about my impossibility, God's possibility during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Savim Teshi talk about dislocated shoulder. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. To start off, here's Revelation Ministers with the song Upendo Wakimungu. Ulishina yote pale 
segment by Msavi Mteshi. Welcome. Hello listener. Welcome to our program Health Nuggets. I am your presenter Musavi Muteshi. A dislocated shoulder is an injury in which the bone of your upper arm is torn out of the joint that attaches it to your shoulder blade. The shoulder joint is the most frequently dislocated joint of the body. Either a sudden strong force or extreme rotation applied to the shoulder can pull the bones of the shoulder joint apart. Today, we're going to talk about dislocated shoulder. Shoulder dislocations are common injuries in physical sports such as football and hockey and in sports that involve falls such as downhill skiing, gymnastics and volleyball. Other causes of shoulder dislocation include motor vehicle accidents or fall from a ladder or tripping on a loose rug. A shoulder dislocation is a more severe injury than a shoulder separation, another common shoulder injury, one in which the soft tissues where your collarbone meets your shoulder blade are damaged, but the shoulder joint itself remains uninjured. Certain risk factors have proven to increase your chances of suffering a shoulder dislocation. Men dislocate their shoulders more often than do women. Young adults in the 20-year-old age group tend to have a high level of physical activity and that increases their risk of a shoulder dislocation. Most people who have suffered a dislocated shoulder regain full shoulder function within a few weeks But once the joint has been damaged by dislocation, it can become unstable and it may dislocate repeatedly. Other complications include damage to the nerves and blood vessels that are near the shoulder joint, if they become damaged, and you may need surgery to repair them. Even though you may suspect a shoulder dislocation because of sudden severe shoulder pain following a traumatic event, your doctor will be able to specifically differentiate a shoulder dislocation from a shoulder separation or some other serious injury by physically examining your shoulder and by taking x-rays. X-rays will also be able to identify broken bones or other damage to the shoulder joint. Some hospitals have sophisticated equipment called magnetic resonance imaging machines or MRIs that use a strong magnetic field to generate detailed pictures of your body. 
If such technology is available in your area, these images are very helpful in accurately assessing possible soft tissue damage surrounding your shoulder joint. So, what should you do if you have suffered a traumatic event involving a shoulder dislocation and you are now experiencing severe shoulder pain? The ideal treatment involves your doctor attempting some gentle maneuvers to replace the bone of your upper arm back into its proper position in the shoulder joint. Depending on the amount of pain and swelling you have, you may need to be given medicine to relax your muscles or other medicines to allow you to sleep during these maneuvers. When your shoulder bones are back in place, the severe pain should improve almost immediately, and your doctor will immobilize your shoulder with a special splint or sling for a period of time ranging from a few days as to as long as three weeks. Once the splint or sling is removed, you'll begin a gradual rehabilitation program designed to restore a normal range of motion to your shoulder. You need to follow your doctor's instructions exactly because returning to physical activity too soon may once again dislocate or re-injure the joint. There are some things you can do to ease your pain while you wait to see your doctor. Rest your shoulder. Don't repeat the specific physical activity that caused your shoulder to dislocate and avoid arm movements that are painful. If it will be some days before you can see a doctor, limit heavy lifting and overhead activities until your shoulder pain lessens. Also, apply ice. Putting ice on your shoulder will help reduce the inflammation and pain. Use an ice pack, a bag of frozen food, or a towel filled with ice cubes for 15 to 20 minutes at a time. Do this every couple of hours the first one or two days. When the pain and inflammation have improved, hot packs or a heating pad may help relax your tight and sore muscles. Limit the heat applications to 20 minutes at a time. Also, if it will be a number of days before you see a doctor, be sure to maintain some range of motion of, of your shoulder joint as total inactivity can cause the joint to stiffen and limiting its movement for a long period of time can even lead to a frozen shoulder. A condition in which your shoulder becomes so stiff you can barely move it. Start doing gentle exercises after the first few days as your pain allows. Your doctor or a physical therapist can instruct you by phone on the proper techniques to follow. You can buy pain medicines without a doctor's prescription that may be strong enough to help relieve your pain and relax your muscles, keeping you more comfortable awaiting your doctor's evaluation and the relocation of your shoulder. Follow the directions on the label and stop taking the medicine when the pain improves. Once your doctor has properly relocated your shoulder, he will prescribe the specific pain medicines you need. What can you expect if your shoulder cannot be put back into place, or if it dislocates multiple times despite proper treatment? You may need surgery to make a lasting repair. Following treatment by either relocation or by surgery, it is important to continue exercising your shoulder once it heals. Daily stretching and strengthening exercises can help to prevent dislocations in the future. Shoulder dislocation is a problem that is largely preventable. To help prevent it in the first place, take care to avoid falls, wear protective gear when you play severely physical sports, and exercise regularly. To maintain strength and flexibility in your joints and muscles, 
Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Yukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you once again for listening. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist Soul Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also reach us through our email, that is at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Like I promise, here is a song from Revelation Ministers.
to get a spiritual nourishment from Pastor Lee Kimani. Be blessed. Hello, my friend. I hope you are doing well. Before we begin, let me say a short prayer. Father, we come before you. We invite you to speak to us for these few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. One day in 1955, a 42-year-old African-American seamstress was riding in the bus in Montgomery, Alabama. She decided on this day to sit down and violated segregation laws by refusing to give up her seat. The governmental laws and cultural norms were aligned against her. She was arrested for her refusal to conform. Rosa Parks perceived things others did not see, and she was confident in the righteousness of her cause. This simple act of unassuming but disenfranchised woman became the spark of the movement led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mrs. Parks would later say that, it was time for someone to stand up or, in my case, to sit down. Today, I would like to speak about the giants in your life. It is time for someone to stand up for the giants of our lives today. I would like to read for you First Samuel chapter 17, beginning with verse 41 to 47. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cast David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. You see, my friend, David's dramatic victory of Goliath has become a classic for all ages. 
Many of us are familiar with the details of the story in our early childhood. Who among us has not felt the terror caused by a bully like Goliath, the giant of a man who boasts as though he is invincible, who can resist the innocence of a young shepherd boy who simply cannot understand why this culprit is permitted to defy the armies of the living God? It is the story of slings and stones versus sword, spear and javelin. It is a story of defiant military aggression versus purity and faith. A story of right versus might, of tall versus short, and of youth versus maturity. It is an account that has brought millions to the faith because here purity and faith are victorious over might. Unlike so many of our personal experiences, our passage this morning picks up after 40 days of taunting by Goliath. This young man, David, slender and without a beard, kneels by the brook. Mud moistens his knees. He is not admiring his youthful features. He is not searching for his reflection. He's searching for stones, smooth stones, the kind that stacks neatly into a shepherd's porch and rests on the shepherd's leather sling. Goliath stares down from the hillside. Only disbelief keeps him from laughing. He and his Philistine army have filled their half of the valley into a valley of spears. They are growling bloodthirsty gang of hoodlums, boasting of durags and barbed wire tattoos. Goliath towers above them all, nine feet nine inches tall. He is wearing 125 pounds of armor, size 20 collar and a 56-inch belt. His biceps, thigh muscles ripple and he boasts as he belches across the valley, give me a man. And this has gone on for 40 days, no Hebrew volunteers until today, until David shows up. David just showed up this morning. He was sent by his father. He just clocked out of taking care of sheep. And this is where he hears Goliath defying God. And that is when he makes his decision. He takes the staff in his hand and chooses five smooth stones from the brook and he puts them in his shepherd's bag. His sling is in his hand. David draws near the Philistine, and Goliath scoffs at him. First Samuel seventeen forty three says that he this Goliath says to him, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Skinny, scrawling, bulky, brutish Goliath, the toothpick versus the tornado. As I read this story today, my friend, I am well aware that right now many of you many you are facing some giants. Your Goliath does not carry a sword or a shield. Your Goliath brandishes blades of unemployment. Your giant brandishes blades of abandonment, blades of sexual abuse, blades of depression. Your giant does not parade up and down the hills of Ella. Your giant parades through your office, your bedroom, and your classroom. Your giant brings bills you cannot pay, grades you cannot make, people you cannot please, whiskey you cannot resist, and pornography you cannot refuse, a career you cannot escape, a past you cannot shake, and a future you cannot face. You know very well the roar of your Goliath. You recognize him the moment he steps into your world. Forty days this Philistine came down roaring. Your giant does the same. He takes his stand every day. First thought of the morning becomes the last worry of the night. This giant of yours, he, he is 
just will not let you have peace. Your Goliath dominates and infiltrates your joy. He has long stalked you. I know I'm speaking to you today. Somebody needs to take their stand against their giant today. My friend, for David, Goliath needed to be stopped. Goliath's family was an ancient enemy of Israel. Joshua drove them out of the promised land 300 years before. He destroyed everyone except the residents of Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Gath bred giants, and that is where Goliath was from. Saul's soldier, the king of Israel, saw Goliath and mumbled, not again. My dad fought his dad. My grandfather fought his grandfather. And now I must fight the same giant again. I am sure you have groaned the same words. I'm becoming a workaholic like my father. Divorce tricks through our family tree like an oak wheel. Is this ever going to stop? Goliath, a long-standing bully of the valley. He awaits you in the morning and torments you at night. When Saul and his troops heard Goliath's challenge, they were terrified and lost hope. Today, you may be feeling like you're losing hope. You know your Goliath. You recognize his walk and his talk. This is my part one. I would like to continue to part two so that I can share with you, my friend, how you can be able to conquer your giant in your life and live a victorious life. It is my prayer today, as you think and you reflect on David's story, that you will find peace, you will find hope. Today, come back again and hear the part two of our continuation of our story, My Impossibility, God's opportunity. May God bless you, my friend, as you go through this day. Father, be with us again. Be with my friend, my listening friend today. And as they contemplate the fate of their giant, may they come back again to see the victory and how they can be able to conquer. In Jesus' name, Amen. hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box, 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been your host, friend and presenter, Samuel Mangi. Ulishinda yote pale, 
alibari Wastahili sifa kwa matendo ya pomba kuu Uhimidiwe Bwana wewe ni ebeneza Upendo wako Mungu hakuna wa kulinganisha Ulishinda yote pale kalibari Wastahili sifa kwa matendo ya pomba kuu 